What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. Got a brand new edition, brand new episode for everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just getting ready, uh, you know, getting ready back to the, getting back into the, into the swing of things. You know, since March Madness is over, uh, great time. Now we're getting back to the uh, regular sports, and we got playoffs coming up for uh, you know NBA. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad when uh, when the college uh, basketball season ends because that you know the last you know month and a half with conference games starting early and and uh, you know everyone everyone work a lot of people working from home still. It's nice that you just like toss that on in the background, do some work, and uh, you know watch some college basketball at the same time. Oh yeah, definitely will be missed. I'm looking forward to next season as well. I feel like it's getting it's gonna be getting spicier and spicier. Um, <laughs> due to this uh <clears throat> the transfer portals, it's just it's just madness, man. I don't know if you saw some of the stuff. I mean LSU, they fired their coach. The uh, I mean they got eleven, <laughs> they got eleven players in the transfer portal for going to the draft. <laughs> That's the whole roster, like. <laughs> Yeah, I I wonder what's coming down over there. I mean, I think Will Wade got himself into some serious trouble for him to get fired at the end of the the tournament or the end of the conference tournament, and then his uh, like you said, fifteen players leaving the the program basically. Yeah, he was on the he was on the uh, the scandal. I don't know if you ever watched the documentary. Um, it's about that guy that got uh, arrested by the FBI. Um, no, I never watched that. Yeah, you gotta watch it, man, because he's on the uh, Wade is on the tapes too. So he's like a. I don't know what you would call him, like a, a not like a booster, but like a kind of like a manager, but not really a manager of like mm-hmm. up, up and coming talent. He basically would say, you know, hey, you know, Duke or whoever the case may be, you know, at, at the time it was like Arizona, mm-hmm. um, LSU, and there was a few other schools named in it. He was like, you know, I got the uh, I got the ear of some of the best best upcoming players, and you know they're willing to go to your school, you know, but they're gonna need X Y Z up front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously paid on the table. And then uh, what happened was he was starting like his own company to do it. And somehow, uh, you know, the FBI got involved. And then, you know, they the the person that was like his partner was really working for the FBI. But the FBI was trying to get supposedly the whole plan of the FBI was to try to crack down on, uh, you know, um, the institutions and, uh, sure. you know, NCAA coaches paying players under the table. Yep. You know, there was considerate co- corruption, but at the end of the day, he was the only one that went to jail or got any time. It was a bunch of coaches on the on tapes, on recorded phone calls with them, discussing certain players. So that's the big thing. Like we, um, DeAndre Aiden, you know, talking about he took like the 500000 He was part of that, that whole situation. Dang. But definitely, definitely check it out, especially if you like documentaries. Yeah, um, sure. It was one of those. What is that one and the, the other, if you watch the other one with the... Um, the one that was uh, doing the um, the SAT guy, I forget the name. And he got the girl, he got the daughters in from uh, the girl from uh, Full House, the mother. He got her daughters into like USC or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got. I, I heard about it. I haven't, I haven't watched it. Yeah, you gotta watch both of those back to back. It just, <laughs> it just puts in perspective the the craziness that's going on out there in cop for you know <clears throat> college basketball or college in general, college sports in general. Man, it just, it just, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's just like, when you see some of it, you're like, wow. Yeah. On the men's side, we had, uh, 
North Carolina gave away a championship to uh, Kansas. Kansas came back down from 16. Oh, man. I don't know what to say, man. Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I, I was probably one of the ones at, at halftime that thought uh, North Carolina had the opportunity to run away. They had gotten out to a good start in the second half. They didn't, obviously. Yep. I, I thought they played a little, you know, they, they had a, all the you know, fire and, and momentum. And, yeah, they played too safe. They, they played it not to lose the 15-point lead, and it was gone in a matter of about eight minutes, I think. Yep, Kansas pushed the ball. Yep. And then it was, you know, uh, in, I think Kansas could have easily gone the other way and and, uh, and really blow them out of the water. But but North mm-hmm. Carolina did fight back and, and kept the game. And, and Puff Johnson really kept them <laughs> kept them in the game. And I think ultimately North Carolina has got they were just worn down. I think and uh, injured. You know, yeah. saw C- Caleb Love rolled his ankle and then Bancar Barcott um, hurt his ankle again on that loose floorboard. Yeah, the, the, um, they were trying to say the floorboard, floor, yeah. floorboard wasn't loose, but when you watch the replay, you see it like lift up. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think they just and, and obviously the 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 winning or I would I would think the the, the basket that put it away there was um you know the uh, Brady uh, Manic was was trying to cover uh, what's his face there the, the big guy. Um, oh yeah, and he just he he manhandled him, put it in, put him up three. You know yeah, what, what, he, he jumped he jump hooked him to death. Oh yeah, <laughs> Manic didn't stand a chance. <laughs> um, you know what? Oh, McCormick. McCormick was. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I thought was super underplayed at the end of that game was that uh, him stepping out of bounds and giving the ball back to North Carolina. Oh yeah, like, on the sideline. Yeah, I just it was mm-hmm. it felt like Nance and and Grant Hill and Billy Packer were all just so casual about it. He's like, oh yeah, he stepped out of bounds. It's gonna be a North Carolina ball. Well, like, yeah, dude, dude, the game was over. Like all yeah. they need to do is catch it in bounds, get fouled, hit hit one free throw, and the game's over. And he stepped out of bounds twice. <laughs> like, what are you doing? If North Carolina hits that hits that three pointer to to send that game into OT, like what a gaff that that would have been. Yeah, it was. It was. Like I said it was kind of going back and forth, but then you could see the momentum shifting. You know, things just started going to Kansas' favor. Yeah, people started rolling ankles. Uh, <laughs> uh, they couldn't get a, a rebound, and they were out rebounding them the whole game. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a one of the one of the most shocking comes back, comebacks. But uh, I mean, the second half of basketball was uh was definitely uh it made it worth worth the watch. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good uh. Definitely a good second half. It was a good game. I didn't really want either team to win, um, but uh, <laughs> it's not a huge, huge Bill Self fan. I think you know he 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 kind of toes that line of being on that on the dirty side. Is they all are, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he he kind of like toes that line a little more than some of the others. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of either team, but I probably would have would have liked to see North Carolina win. Uh, yeah, just just for the story, just see a black coach get a, uh, get his first one. Yeah. Uh, first coach to take a team to the final four in a while since uh, on his first year i think it was first to take him to take his team to a championship in the first year but i mean i'm interested to see how uh both teams go from here i mean mm-hmm. kansas kansas has some uh, top guys coming in i don't think north carolina really has major kids coming in next year but i mean you never know with the portal two of the guys they got were one was a uh, juco transfer and then the other one was uh from oklahoma so i'm interested to see uh you know how how these teams, especially not even not even those two, but the other two teams that lost in the final four bounce back. Yeah. Um, I mean Duke's. I think Duke is favored to, for next next uh, well preseason now 
to be the number one team based off the recruiting class they have coming in. Uh, but you don't have Coach K, so I wonder how uh, how, how everything's going to uh, pan out as far as the, his coach, the new coach's coach's style, and the players can buy in. Yeah, and, and I I don't think either team really has like you know big NBA potential players. I, I you know maybe maybe McCormick, maybe uh, what's his name Ogunjabi. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. And then uh, and and maybe on the other side maybe Caleb Love. But other than that, I, I don't I don't think that there's a ton of. So I what I'm trying to say is like I, I feel like if these guys aren't seniors, I think they're going to be back. So these teams, like you said, adding adding the portal transfers in. I mean these teams should only get better is my guess. Yeah, I think and I think the only one that uh is like you said is uh Abajabi. He's probably projected to go eleventh in the yeah. mock draft to uh the Trailblazers. So outside of that, like in the in the, the lottery, he's the only only player on um from either team that's uh up there. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody else is uh you know Duke uh, they got uh, uh they got uh Poilo going one from Duke, Jabari Smith going two, Chet Holmgren going three Jaden Ivey going four, Sharp from Kentucky going five, Murray from Iowa going six, mm-hmm. the kid uh, Jalen Dern from Memphis going seven, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin going eight, another Duke kid, A.J. Griffin at nine, yeah, Arizona, Kansas, yeah, kid from the G League, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Baylor, yeah, that's it, man. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, you know, especially who returns and the additional players they get, and then the uh, if, what rookies they bring in that can make an impact. And then on the women's side, we just had a—I don't want to say a slaughter, but uh, it was a slaughter. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure uh, at the, like the 10 minute mark, South Carolina had more offensive rebounds, and then uh, the Connecticut had points. Yeah, I think they out uh, rebounded them. It was like. <laughs> the total rebound at the end of the game, I think it was like 50 to like 25. Oh, 24. Crazy. I mean, that just, it just shows the, the two different players playing styles. Uh, UConn came in with their finesse type of game. And then uh, North Carolina, I mean, South Carolina's a, uh, I want to say, I want to say a ground and pound, but uh, in the basketball sense, I mean, they got bigs, they out rebound you, they work it inside out, man. Uh, and this is, this is the same situation too. Like I'm interested to see how these teams go from here. I think UConn's going to, I don't want to say a big overall overhaul, but I think they're going to definitely have to change their playing style. I mean, they're going to have Paige coming back. They're going to have uh, AZ coming back. Um, and I think they got, a, they got a, a top post kid coming in. I think she's like 6'5", six, 6'3", six, something like that. And then I think they got another uh, top wing coming in. Um, but I don't know if they'll get to play as much. But, I mean, that portal makes it so much it's like free agency, man, because because uh, you got some players like like uh, this, for instance, like Maryland, their top uh, four players, one is done and the other three are in the portal now. Yep. So and one of them averages like 18 points a game. Another one averages like 16, 17 points a game. So, I mean, teams like South Carolina, UConn, um, I mean, if you were to pick up one of those uh, players in the portal, like a free agent, it's going to put you right back in the mix. So. Yeah, the portal. The portal is a, a total game changer for college basketball. I, I can't really decide if it's good or bad, but it it, it definitely changes how how things operate. Yeah, I think it's both. That's the thing. I think it's more like so, like it's good because to be a uh, on the good side, you could be a, a mid major or a, uh, a a team that wasn't in, in the fold and pick up one or two players in the portal. And uh, you know, rebuild your whole team. While on the bad side, um, there's players that 
are so there's players that get in, are getting told that they they are a great player, right? So let's say let's say you're like the eighth or ninth player on on UConn team, right? You didn't play much, right? And then you got people in your ear telling you, yo, you played at you 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 went to UConn, yo, you you can play anywhere, right? And some of these mid majors they reach out to you, right? Or you know I'm gonna say not top five uh, teams, power five teams, and they, some of the players kind of snub them because they feel like they're way better than they are. And then they go to another power five team and they just sit on the bench. Yeah. But I don't want to say uh, it's, 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 it's a mix because it's, they have uh, some some people tell them the, the, not the greatest things. As I say, it's good and bad. It's pros and cons to, to it. But I think we're just seeing the, the early stages of it. But I think eventually it's kind of going to even out the playing field because uh, players are going to realize, you know, I might have went to UConn, but, you know, they're not playing me. And I want to play. So I'm going to go to, uh, uh, I won't say a lesser team, but like an Xavier. Or, or, sure. But I feel like the, uh, I feel like any, any biggest team is probably a top five power power team, but just a lesser team without all the notoriety. Kind of like the girl did from um, from Iowa. She was at Iowa. They didn't, she didn't play much. She transferred to uh, Creighton. Then all of a sudden you see that you see your former team in the, in the, uh, the big dance and you beat them. You make mm. your way to the lead eight. So <laughs> I, I think we're going to get more of those stories. So, yep. Outside of that, I mean, there was your girl, Tarazi and uh, Sue Burst, that, who stole the show in low key with that, uh, with the Peyton Manning uh, esque uh, type performance. Um, yep. You know, ESPN ran the, the, the you know, the final four, women's final four game on both channels. They did one with the regular commentary, one with their commentary. I sent you a little clip. I mean, it was in there wilding, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a uh, that was some interesting uh, combo uh, between Sue Bird and, and Tarasi there on on how many inches they're taking during the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, ain't nobody else was talking about it. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but I I mean, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't go. Uh, I want to say overlooked or um, you know in a negative light. Uh, I thought it was great. No, it was funny. Yeah, to see that from them, because uh, we, we don't we don't really you don't really get to see a lot of women's uh, basketball players. No, uh, as op- as freely and openly as uh, they were at the giving commentary commentary on the game. So I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully they uh, open it up for either them to, to keep doing it during the regular season or some other games. Yep. Yeah, it was that was fu- that was funny. Reminding me of the uh, the Marshawn Lynch incident incident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if ESPN picked up on it that quickly. Uh, like they, you know, I mean, they were all over Marshall so swearing. No, yeah, that, that's the thing. I don't think they picked up on it at all. Because I don't think it, some of the like, I don't think I haven't seen it like really much on the on like you know the you know like the Twitter feeds or anything like that. I think a lot of people missed it, man. Yeah, probably, most likely. On to the NFL. Not too much here. I mean, the Patriots they uh, get uh, Devonte Parker, wide receiver. Um, how, how much do you think that uh, helps them? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think it's a, a low risk play for them. I mean, they gave up uh, like 60 spots in the draft or something. And, and you know, I, I, I like Devonte Parker. I, he's big. He's got good hands. I think the, the problem with him is he's, he's injured a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, his one good year was with Fitzpatrick. So I think having, having Mac, uh, who's a pretty accurate quarterback, 
is probably better than Tua. Uh, I think Tua is more of like the, the get it out quick, and I don't think that's necessarily Parker's game, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why he was expendable, is my guess. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the move. I, I don't think, I don't know if he's like their the number one guy that they need, right? Like I think he'll be fine. I, I just. I don't know if he'll get wasted on that team. Is kind of what I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he'll get wasted, but I, I still think they're gonna go uh, another receiver in the draft because I think I think they need a lot of help by receiver. They do, they do. I, I just you know again I'm I'm just more like it's it's low risk again, so it's not not really costing them much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if he has a good year, you know the I guess the downside is they'll probably have to pay him next year, yeah. um, which they don't like to do. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's probably a win win for them. If, if everything works out great, cool. If if it if it doesn't, cut bait. No big deal. Yeah, but, but I think I think it's part of their plan to get some uh, experience at the wide receiver spot, and then it'll give their um, receivers a year to grow. Yep. Um, especially that they they're gonna. I feel like uh, they're saying uh, this is a another deep wide receiver uh, class. It is, so yep. I'd be surprised if they picked up two receivers in this class to uh, help Mac out. I heard they were eyeing one of the, the receivers from Alabama because he'll probably drop because of the injury he had. And then uh, which one, uh, Mechie or the uh, J- uh, Jameson Williams? Uh, Williams? Williams, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I didn't even see Mechie high on the uh, on the draft boards either. So that's interesting. And then uh, they had, uh, I mean, the Eagles. They swapped picks with the Saints. So, uh, I mean, they get themselves two uh, first-rounders for next year. Um, looks like a lot of teams are gearing up for next year, too, on the, on the low because there's uh, f- about five teams with two first-round picks next year. <laughs> and that's where the quarterbacks are. I mean, I think the, the issue is this year. I, I, don't, I don't think the, the high-end talent is there coming out. Even I know you got Hutchinson and, and uh, the, uh, the end from, from Oregon, and, and you, you may have some, some decent tackles, but they don't have like that that super high end guy in this draft. I don't think, I think that's why a lot of, a lot of teams are, are, you know, moving out. Right. Yeah. And then that's the thing. It's going to be, it's a quarterback driven league. This year doesn't have many quarterbacks. Uh, next year is a bunch. So, and there's going to be a lot of teams need a quarterback. And then if, uh, even if you don't need a quarterback and you put yourself in a good position, somebody does, you can set yourself up and get another two, two to three, four, uh, first round picks for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. I know the Giants need they oh man we need help. <laughs> and then your boy uh, Diggs got paid got a four for four for one oh four, um not a bad deal sound like a four for four meal. So, so basically they they extended his contract so he's he's uh he's locked in at six years and one hundred and twenty four million and basically uh, both sides said that they uh they want they want him to finish his career in, in Buffalo. So that's, uh, you know, you know, I feel like you don't hear that a lot in the NFL, especially for wide receivers, because I feel like they're quick to quick to cut bait with uh, wide receivers and running backs once they start to decline a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's uh, he's done a lot. He's done a lot for that team. We've done a lot for Josh Allen and uh, they're rewarding him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's I think he's realized his uh, his spot as far as like, you know, the he's got a, g- a good quarterback that can get him the ball. I mean, the past two years, he's probably been like in the top five in receiving and touchdowns. So um, he definitely wants to keep that pace up. Mm-hmm. And they've been winning um, compared to where he's been coming from right. in um, uh, Minnesota. I mean, they weren't. I think they had like one winning year where they went to playoffs, and that was when he caught that uh, the pass to beat the Saints. But other than that, I mean, they they haven't had much uh, 
you know, winning when he was over there. So, yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, other than uh, they did go to the NFC Championship that year, though, uh, with that that touchdown he caught. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think he's just in a good situation. Coaching staff is good. Uh, owners are, are historically good owners there, um, and the fans are the, fan, the fans are die the fans. hard. <laughs> They're die hard. Um, so. As long as you don't have to live there in the off season. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a place worth being at, being at uh, as far as your career, mm-hmm. uh, the, way, the direction they're going. And so they're one of those teams that need another receiver too. So I would be surprised if they go a receiver or they go a uh, running back with that first round pick. So I know they were trying to, they were trying to get uh what's the name last year from um, Alabama, but he went like a few picks before. Uh, which one from Alabama? Uh, your boy that you drafted from fantasy. Oh, Devonta. No, no, not Smith. Uh, the running back. Uh, Harris, oh, Naji, Naji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they tried to sign McKissick, and they thought they had him signed, and then he reneged. Mm-hmm. Uh, went back to Washington. So, and then uh, but I think that did the as far as running back, I look, they're looking at uh, I think his name is Ball. He's like a pass catching running back. Probably, probably one of the best running backs in the in the draft this year. Outside of that, your boy T.O. joins the sports league at 48. Gonna cook, <laughs> gonna cook some of these uh wannabe football players. I'm interested to see how how he does against at his age because he's somebody that's always in shape. He, he never really like fully retired. He was kind of like pushed out of out of the league. I wonder how much he has uh, left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, I th- I don't think the problem is like he could probably keep up for a little while. I think it's just the endurance and then recovery is is what's gonna be tough. Yeah, so that's what I say. I'm interested to see him play. I'm interested to see if he goes out there and he gets his ass bust, or mm-hmm. he goes out there and he uh, he serves him up real quick. Yeah, I mean, either, either one is gonna be funny, because then uh, as the pe- people are gonna realize why he why he is who he is, mm-hmm. and then if and then if not, people gonna say, yeah, your your old ass need to stop playing, man. Yeah. Then uh, that might be it for the uh, NFL. Quiet for the NFL this week. Yeah. They got they gonna have another blockbuster trade or something, but they're waiting for uh, NBA playoffs to take some of the, the heat away from them. <laughs> and then uh, on to the NBA, your boy LeBron he sits. Lakers can't get it done. Uh, he sits. Kareem uh, rips him. Uh, you know, he kind of says that uh, you know players of his stature shouldn't be he shouldn't be doing certain things. But I don't know how to feel about that, man. I feel like this is a different a different age and. Uh, so so I I don't think Kareem. I don't think Kareem's point was that he doesn't think he should say things. His point was that he seems to contradict himself. He says one thing and then he does another thing. Right. Like uh, that was, I think that's what Kareem was, was trying to get across. But I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the things LeBron does is part of his like plan. So to say, even though he does do it, he, he does contradict himself at times. I think, I think he does what he does. Like, like a, he has like a strategy and what he what he's doing. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to push certain buttons to do certain things for certain players to get traded or certain players to come play with him or achieve his end game. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I guess I, I I don't know how to, how to feel about. That. I mean, Kareem already apologized to LeBron. I mean, I think it, he was he's probably just you know get caught up in the moment and and. Uh, and who knows? I mean, Kareem's very, very opinionated just in general. So mm-hmm. he just, I think he's, he's kind of, you're probably right. He's probably still stuck. And, you know, this is how 
you know, players should act in the in the spotlight, and and it wasn't just uh, you know, not not taking into account how things are, you know, right now, or just in general, you know, with the social media and access to to fans and a platform and all that stuff is is very different. Yeah, I think I think he, uh, like you said, he holds people to a different standard, mm-hmm. and um, he kind of expects them to be great at all times, or great as far as uh, sending out a certain message or just being better than some of the older players, like, yep. you know, raising the, uh, the level. But I mean, let's get right to this, man. The Lakers, man, <laughs> 150 million cap over, the, uh, uh, or, or at the uh, 150 million dollar cap right now, uh, next year, the cap projected is like 122 Braun, AD and Westbrook are combined at one one twenty nine. Who are you trading first, man? I mean, I'd cut Westbrook if I could. <laughs> you got to do a buyout for that. I'd start there. I I'd try to trade him to anybody that would take that contract. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think nobody's gonna take that contract because they got if their pick is within the first one, um, one to ten, they still, it goes to the Pelicans. So, what, worst case, would you take a that trashy contract with a, a the eleventh pick? Depends who I am. Um, if I have the the cap space to do it, I don't know. I don't know what he's got. I think he's. I think he's still got two years left on that thing. If I remember. Yeah, I think next year. He, yeah, I think next year he gets paid forty seven. Oh, it's it's bad. It's not. It's a bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I looked at it because I was curious uh, not that long ago. Yeah, so uh, he's only got one more. Okay, so so I think one year, I think a team can handle it. Um, $47 million next year. I do think that, that you know, you could probably move that and, and uh, a first-round pick. I don't know. Maybe it's like a to the Kings or someone like that, right? I, I don't know. Someone, with, someone that can handle the contract, you know. Yeah, probably can't not, take anybody. Well, exactly, and then you know, or, or I'm trying to think of another team like that. Um, I don't know. Did, did the Trailblazers take them? You know, I, I don't know. So you know, I think you can move them. I, I, with one year, you can pretty much move anyone. You're gonna have to give up something to to move them, uh, but I, I think they can do it, and I would. Yeah, I think of. Uh... If some teams you're looking to take advantage and get some more picks, I wouldn't be surprised if OKC takes them back. Or that's, uh, that's another one. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say the Trailblazers unless they unless they're getting a bunch of picks in the deal. Because I mean, the Lakers don't really have any much to offer. Uh, they don't have any young talent. Not many picks. But I mean, if I'm a team, I'm making the I'm making the trade for Anthony Davis. I'm trying to see uh, what, what will it take to get Anthony Davis off that roster. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, I mean. <clears throat> Can't stay healthy, um, and you and we talked about it before. I mean, the Lakers are at a point where they need to start building for the future, despite LeBron being there. They they got to do the mix of being able to win now and also being able to win in the future. Because uh, once he leaves, it takes a while for a team to come back. Yep, we saw this in Cleveland. We saw this in uh, I mean, Miami wasn't in, in, in a bad situation because they still had their picks and stuff like that because they got them in a the free agency. But man, they're gonna be in a hole for a while. Yep. And then uh outside of that, I mean, you think uh you think Vogel stays or you think they get rid of him? He's done. I already said he's he's probably out. Um I I I'd keep him, but it sounds like uh that ship may have already sailed. But who who do you think they go go with for a new coach? I have no idea. If if LeBron's still there, LeBron's gonna pick the coach. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, it's a tricky situation. Um, 
Sure is. Because you can't you, you can't even get like a, a up and coming coach because uh I think I feel like LeBron would bully him out the uh, locker room. Yeah, but I mean, look what what they, what what they did with Spolstra. I mean, he turned out to be a really good coach. But I mean, I would say when they first hired him, it was like we're just putting this guy here, and and really LeBron and and I guess it helped that they had Wade uh, Dwayne Wade there. Um, but these guys are really going to coach the team. Yeah, but that's what I said. Maybe maybe you get that in a, an assistant if you get a younger coach. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't see many coaches fitting with LeBron outside of a a more established coach now, um, or that could be able to handle that scrutiny uh, when uh, coaching LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not easy. Clearly. Then we had uh, had the Celtics, man. They're they're back up to number two now. I mean, uh, playoff started tomorrow. They be playing. Uh, it uh, looks like uh, Cleveland or the winner of the seven-day matchup, which would be Cleveland or Atlanta. How, how are you feeling about that, man? I don't mind that. I, that I'm fine. I'm good with that. Uh, I, I I prefer that over over the you know trying to deal with Brooklyn round one. But you know I think you know people are talking today about you know if they had to uh, go to Toronto and the whole vaccine status and all that. Again, I, I'm not as concerned about that. I think that they could probably beat Toronto uh, even with. You know, if it was Brown and Horford, they were out. Um, I think it's just getting through round one, finding a good matchup. I, I like honestly, I like any, any of the positions that they're in, except for the, the number one seed if they have to play Brooklyn, because I just think Durant is that good that I just wouldn't want to see him in round one. Yeah, I think the, I think if I was a Celtics fan, the only team I'd probably be scared of is uh, maybe Brooklyn and uh, and the Bucks. And the Bucks, yep. Yeah, everybody else, I feel like. Uh, you can either be in six six or seven games. So, I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, I feel like you guys are in a good position. And especially when you finish in the top four, you more likely get a um, uh, um, home court advantage as you go out through, go up, go out through the playoffs until you, until you get to, like, the finals or something like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that puts you in a great position. I'm interested to see these matchups, man. <clears throat> Can't wait for the playoffs to start. Yeah. And the next week. Playoffs are starting. Oh yeah, playoffs are starting, and I'll be looking at mock drafts because my Knicks is not making the playoffs. So <laughs> they're they're putting a beat down on Brooklyn tonight, though. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I feel like uh, they're playing a lot of the younger players now. Um, trying to see what they got left on the roster. Um, looks like we're gonna be we're gonna have to be building through the draft because uh, I don't see much uh, much superstars coming to New York. Um, but I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing from RJ. He's been Progressing the season over season, but I don't. I feel like Thibodeau is gonna be out of here too, man. I feel like we're gonna have to get a new coach, switch up the playing style. Uh, but we still need a point guard, man. That's that's our main issue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There's no. There's no really. Uh, no real point guards coming out this year. So I don't know if we make a, try to make a move for Dame, but uh, I'm sure the asking price is gonna be a lot for that. And he's eight. He means he's not young. He's thirty. Thirty-two. Yeah, but I mean, even if we could take him for two years, you know, two or three years with that young team. Yeah. And then uh, that's the thing, man. It's not it's not really many point guards coming out. Yeah. Um, should have gotten Halliburton. We should have. But you were, uh, all, you were all over that one. Yeah, man. It's just I don't know. Maybe 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 we get somebody out of nowhere and they step it up. But I don't know, man. That's the one position we need. I feel like I feel like it's easier to it's easy to get it's easy to find a big or 
uh, a guard or a forward, but to have a point guard that can run your team for years to come, mm. I mean, th- those barely come by. But then on the West, I mean, not too much has changed. I mean, the outside of the lake is not making the playoffs. Um, but Denver moves up to five. Um, Dallas is at four. That's a four-five matchup. Golden State still at three. Memphis is at two. Suns still at one. Not much movement outside of uh, Utah's at six. Minnesota seven, and then uh, Clippers are eight. New Orleans is nine. San Antonio's ten. So I'm happy to see New Orleans get into the playing game. Potential to even make the playoffs without Zion um, shows that they're still building their foundation. Uh, mm-hmm. They got some good players. So it's going to be some fun, some fun games come playoff time. Yeah, I, I agree. I like I like the playing games. You know, I just I uh, I think it gives those teams that maybe had uh, they were down on their injury luck or something like that throughout the year um, a chance, right? Oh yeah, and it gives some of them a taste of the playoffs. So right, even though right. it's only one game, I mean, I feel like some pe- some people get better from the game, the yep. playing games. So I mean, we saw we saw Memphis do it last year. They were in the playing, and now they're second in the West. Um, I don't think every team is gonna make a huge jump like that, but. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just looking forward to it, man. The, the playing games, like you said, the playing games been a lot of fun. It kind of gives a, a little March Madness feel to the NBA. On to the PGA, got our Masters preview kicking off tomorrow at 3 p.m. Not 8 a.m. 3 p.m. Oh, is just 3 p.m. is just uh, 8 a.m. Yeah, 3 p.m. is just when uh, when ESPN starts there. Oh, broadcast. coverage. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it k- kicks off with uh, the uh, ceremonial first tee shot. Yeah, Gary Player and Jack Nicholas out there. I actually don't know who the they had Lee Elder last year. Uh, I don't know who they have the, this year. But anyways, um, yeah, so it kicks off tomorrow. Um, course maybe a little bit soft. It uh, got some some uh, some big time rainstorms the last couple of days, um, but it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be windy, uh, and uh, it'll be uh, tough as always. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as of right now, they had a. Uh... So uh, they put out some of the uh, the favorites to win it. I mean, your boy John Ram is uh, one of the favorites. He's at plus 1,200. Justin Thomas is at 13. Uh, Cameron Smith was at 15. So was uh, Dustin Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Schaefer's at 15, too. Speets. Speets and uh, Kep- uh, Kepka were at 19, plus 1,900. So it was uh, um, Hovland and then uh, Rory. And then... Uh, I got Tiger at like uh, plus five thousand, and then DeChambeau. I might take those bets. <laughs> I mean, I think it's worth throwing uh, ten bucks on Tiger at plus five thousand. I mean, he's he's the story this week. Obviously, mm-hmm. coming coming back uh, fourteen months after the uh, the accident, he was out. You know, obviously everyone was tracking his plane last week, and now he's uh, he's there. He looks good, um, putting weight on that on that right leg. And uh, swing looks good. I mean, it's it's uh, you know gonna have to put if he wants to to, to get to the weekend. Um, Got to put two good rounds together here on Thursday and Friday. But I mean, he's not going there unless he thinks he can win. He's not getting back into a tournament unless he's going to compete. So if he's there, he thinks that, that his game is good enough to 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 win the tournament. Do you think he finishes in uh, the top ten, top twenty? I, I do. I think he's going to be in the top ten. Oh man, he just he knows that course so well, um, so much better than than any of the other guys that are playing in that tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see where he finishes. Um, the higher he finishes, the more hype it's going to bring to the weekend. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Going to have everybody glued if he's in the 
if he's like two strokes behind coming in uh, to like Saturday, Sunday. Oh yeah, I mean the the ratings would be through the roof. CBS would be uh, beside themselves. Yeah, they'll be like, thank God, because now we got another good week in the ratings, kind of like March Madness. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what they're always hoping for, right? Let's roll this right into uh, into the Masters. And then and then they coming back. Uh, oh no, uh, no, 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 that's ABC. I was gonna say then they come back to the playoffs. Well, no, they, they get a. Uh, our hockey players will be right around the corner too. So, yeah, they don't. No, they don't get hockey. I think it's uh, well, TNT's got it. Oh, TNT's got it now. Yeah, no, but don't they get something else? I thought they got something else. Um, I don't think so. They just uh-huh. get they get golf and basketball and college basketball. Oh yeah, so they they be quiet. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, they gonna be quiet for another two months. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, looking forward to see what happens. Um, the seven it's a seventy-two par, so not a, it's not a bad uh not a bad uh course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of kind of interested to see how how it plays out. Um, you know, I think there's some some obviously some you know they got the best players in the world. Uh, you got uh, Cam Smith coming off the players. Um, the players win. You got Scheffler who's moved up to number one in the world golf rankings. Uh, you know, and, and the guy I like this week is, uh, um, Justin Thomas. I think he's got, mm-hmm. a, he's got one of the best wedge players in the game. Um, if he can drive the ball well, I think he's, uh, he, he can do well there. So him and, and, and I think Victor Hovland is his prime ready to go. Uh, the Nor, uh, Nor, Norwegian, <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like uh, I like him too. I mean, I mean, I think everyone's gonna like Scheffler and Kepka and and DJ. Um, so if you're looking for a, a long shot, I don't know. I kind of like uh, I kind of like Sam Burns, a young player, first Masters appearance. Um, he's he's moving up the world golf rankings quickly. A uh, real good player. Um, I think he's a, he's a name to watch out for. Hold on, I'm taking those bets right now. <laughs> if you want a super long shot, a guy that's always in it at Augusta is Louis Oosthuizen. You said Louis who? Oosthuizen. Who? His name starts off O O S T. Damn. O O S T. I don't think mm. he's on. I don't even think oh, he's listed he's, on there. He's there. Believe me. O O S T. Hold on. Nah, I don't see him on it, man. They, they don't got him on uh really yeah i don't think they yeah they don't got him on there hmm. and then uh it's that time again ladies and gentlemen we got another edition of jd's bites and brew what you got for us all right so for this week, you know, it's uh, it's springtime, uh, mm-hmm. you know, starting to get nice out, you know, get a nice day and then uh, and then it rains and it's 45 the next day. But uh, on the nice day, <laughs> um, went back to the uh, uh, to the grill, got the grill up and going and uh, made some turkey burgers. So, OK, um, and I know some people do this different ways. Uh I like to I like to mix in almost like a 
like a, a meatball. So you get the the breadcrumbs, the, uh, the egg um, seasoning, mm-hmm. a little Worcester, Worcestershire sauce. Mix that all together, and then put it in the uh, fridge. Let it kind of congeal a little bit because if you toss it right on the grill, it's a little uh, a little tough to um, to to flip. It just gets stuck easily, and then you know don't want to use like a ton of oil because I think that it kind of hurts the flavor a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, let it, let it congeal a little bit. Give the get the grill nice and hot. Give it a quick spray. You know, cook it through, and then again, it's all about the uh, the toppings. And um, I like to uh, I like to grill the buns too. Gives a nice little you know little uh, crunch uh, mm-hmm. on there. Um, you know, then throw some some bacon, some avocado, pickles, and optional jalapeno on there, uh, and a little bit of lettuce. Sorry. And oh yeah, the, the the burgers come with cheese. I I figured that's assumed, but j- just in case it wasn't. <laughs> Can't have a burger no cheese, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, and then yeah, a little bit of chipotle mayonnaise uh, on there. Give it again a little uh, sweet heat, and uh, and you're good to go. Do you uh, do you put any butter on 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 the bun or? I usually spray it with a little of that um, like Pam. Okay. Yeah, keep the calories down a little bit and still get the flavor. Yeah, get the get the edges a little crusty. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, what would you would you guys uh, drink that down with? So this week was uh, again another another beer in the in the store that that never used to be there. Um, so it's a uh, from Foley Brothers Brewing. They're out of uh, Brandon, Vermont. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. they used to be it used to be a beer you could really only get in Vermont, but now they're uh, they're starting to get down. Um, you know, more more of the Vermont breweries pushing their pushing their beer down here into into Mass. Uh, but this beer is called the Skeleton Crew IPA. So it was a it's really a double IPA. It's a eight point five percent. It's a it's definitely a, an interesting. I, I think I feel like Vermont has just in general just has an interesting you know flavor profile of its water or what. But um, this one heavily hopped. Uh, I think it was a double dry hop. Yep. It's really, you know, you can really kind of taste the uh, that hop saturation in there. It's 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 good, um, but I think for me it, it borders on almost like overly hoppy. And I think that those beers, if they they sit for a little while, or you know, you don't you don't drink them fresh, they can they can turn a little bitter on you. Yeah, um, bad so taste. I, I, yeah, I can, I can kind of see it coming. Um, you know, at at the brewery is a different story. You know, you get it right out of the keg, and it's it's. Uh, it's fresh. It's a little bit different. Um, again, when they, they, they travel, they usually do okay. Um, but again, the, the longer they sit, the, uh, I think the more, the more bitterness comes out. Um, so I could start to see it coming on this one, but overall I thought it was, I thought it was, it was pretty good. You know, especially for something they used to only be able to get in Vermont again, you know, now we're, we're seeing more breweries, uh, in the, in the stores. Um, so I'd, I'd give it like a, like a 7.1 okay not too shabby but yeah it's pretty good for a for you know again off the shelf beer um 8.5 percent rich so you can only have a couple of them before uh before i start to hit you yeah before uh (laughs) before you get get hit with a sneak attack yeah exactly and then uh that's jd's bites and brew everyone and then uh not too much this week you know getting back into the fold or catching up on some of the shows I mean, uh, the first night, our first episode of Moon Knight uh, went okay. 
mentioned it before. Um, so that it felt like they got straight to it. They didn't really give you much of the backstory, but it looks like they're going to give you more of the backstory come the future episodes. So he's kind of like a mix of, uh, just picture, picture Batman with uh split personalities disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of mixed with like a daredevil, but he's also like, uh, Deadpoolish, where he's, it's like, he, it's a, like he beats the crap out of people. Um, okay. borderline killing people. Even though he's a, considered a superhero, but more 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 of the dark side of a superhero. But I'm looking forward to see how they uh, put together the story as far as showing his different personalities, because the different personalities are like uh, key to how he, how he is, how he is, and it relates to the story. Like if you look at it, like on the Marvel side, if you wanted to say, you know, like where his power comes from, he's kind of he gets his power from the like the Moon Goddess, which is like the sister. Not to get too marvelly on you, but <laughs> so p- picture, you know, um, like there's like there's like uh, the celestial beings, and then there's like the gods, are, which are like the second tier right below them, mm-hmm. and then uh, that's what that's what they are. So he gets his power from one of the gods. So kind of like how Black Panther gets his power from the Panther God. It's kind of like that. Okay. So the Panther God is actually the sister of the, the Moon God. Um, if you got like um, Greek mythology, is type of uh on a marvel level i got you but um look it's only it's only six episodes so i'm I'm sure they're gonna get that's why everybody getting right to it they don't have much uh you know room to play around with different episodes with like fillers or stuff like that because you know marvel's trying to pump out these shows at the same time with these movies and you know they're gonna be trying to give you uh uh relatable stuff or like easter eggs between the movies and the shows so you can see what's coming what's not coming so i'm looking forward to it Everything, everything gets us closer to what we, what we really want to see, which is uh, X Men and uh, the Fantastic Four and uh, Blade. So, and then, uh, then they had the second episode of Halo. Um, second episode is more about the, it gives you more of the story backstory, not much action on the second episode, but on the story of what's going on, you know, why it's called Halo. So you kind of, you kind of getting to see some of the different characters. You can introduce to more characters, seeing, uh, kind of see the plot of what's going on, who's doing what who's being sneaky, who's not. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I just wish they gave out, I wish they gave out the, like the first three episodes for like the first week. And then they did a week after, you know, an episode. Yeah. A week. Cause I feel, I feel like, man, like I feel like the only one that did this. Now we got to wait every week to, <laughs> to freaking watch episodes. So, but overall it's good, man. I like it. Um, definitely. You can, you can check it out. If you never play the game overall. I like it, man. I don't understand why Tom's still hating on the show, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you gotta get his uh, reasoning for why he doesn't like it. He still hasn't given the good one. Yeah, he says the he says because the the CGI. He says the CGI C level. Like how how you grade in CGI? <laughs> and that CGI is not C C level. He acts like he can like do CGI himself. <laughs> I'm like what? And then he said, I forget what the other reason he said. But I was like, it's only one episode. How are you how are you how are you saying all that after one episode? I know. But I'm sure he's gonna watch it and come back later. Like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And then uh, I started watching Moonfall, but I got caught up in some stuff. It's the movie. With the, it looks like the moon is falling apart. Um, looks like an Armageddon type uh, movie. It's for like Halle Berry and uh, I forget the guy's name from uh, The Conjuring. It, it's it's like it's kind of like Armageddon and uh, what's that other one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? DiCaprio. No, don't, don't look up. Yeah, it's kind of like a, in between of that. That's what it seems like. Uh, okay. but, but like no comedy, obviously like if, uh, 
don't look up was more serious that's that's what it seems like it seems like the same storyline but the this is just about the moon falling falling apart gotcha. Gotcha. um but it looks like it's due to some aliens or something so but i haven't got to that part yet that's why i said it's like independence day mm-hmm. uh armageddon type because uh, some people they the part of Matt they went back to the moon and I'm only like 20 30 minutes in it's probably like a two hour movie so I'll probably try to catch it finish it this weekend and then there was uh what else was there I'll finish the second season of Raised by Wolves it's a weird show man but it's okay because like they talk about like I don't want to say like God but like there's like people that believe in a God like they they believe in a uh what do you, they call it a um they believe in like these prophecies okay. um but it's interesting because uh because like it's all, all like it's all based off of like uh uh somebody that manipulated like sayings and it's basically everything that they worship is was was made by like a robot okay. uh or like computerized and then like the system the there's a certain system of robots that try to you know that want to finish out the the uh the plan and then there's other people that don't not they don't realize what they're doing but it kind of gets deep at times but then overall it's a good show i'm, I'm just looking forward to uh and it's kind of it's just like alien uh covenant ish type where it's like kind of dark and, and that's it that's the weird thing about it i'm just waiting for the aliens to pop up <laughs> and uh and for shit to start happening but i mean overall it's not a bad show something to watch you want to ch- if you like sci-fi you want to check something out and then um, outside of that, still watching Atlanta and Snowfall, but not feeling Snowfall this season. Might have to binge it some some other time. And now I'm trying to check out some other stuff as well. Oh, and uh, new reality trash TV show started, uh, Temptation Island. Definitely check that out. Okay. So uh, the couple's pretty much going to Island to figure out like their relationship. So they what happens is like the girls live in a separate villa, the guys live on a separate villa. And then they bring singles to the villa for like each side. And then people have to like, they live there like four weeks or something like that. And I don't want to say four weeks, maybe two weeks, maybe two to four weeks, something like some four to six, somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. And and they have to decide if they're either going to like stay in their relationship or uh, find new love. So it's kind of funny when you see some people, some of these people that go there, they're like, yeah, I love him, but I want to test our relationship to see what's wrong, what's wrong. And then, like, they get there the first day and already hooking up with other people. So <laughs> that's the funny thing about it. But definitely, if you like a uh, trash reality TV show, definitely something to check out. Only, only like three episodes in so far. So, and then uh, I think that's all I got. Nice. And then uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out with your boy Rich, JD, and Tom here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>